Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, The Wake Up Call. It has been a little while in between episodes. I apologize. I have been under the pump, working very, very hard over the last couple of months on a project which I have finally completed and released into the ether. And it is something I'm really proud to introduce. It is an online kettlebell course, and it's called Kettlebell Training Essentials. This course is something that I'm really proud of. It's something I've put a lot of time, effort, and energy into developing and creating. And really, what it's about is giving you, the listener, or anybody really who's interested in taking full control and autonomy of their training and being able to do it with confidence. So I feel confident that I could give this product and this course to somebody, anybody on the street. And as long as they had a couple kettlebells, the weights that I recommend, they would be able to learn six amazing exercises and basically do them forever and get fantastic results in the process as well. So if you want to learn more about the course, Kettlebell Training Essentials, head to my website, fullasc.com, F-U-L-L-A-S-C.com, and search for Kettlebell Training Essentials, and you will see it in all its glory, and you can find out more about the product there. Now, with that out of the way, today's topic is a little bit of a combination of, you know, the kettlebells, but also talking about what to do when you're strapped for time. Training when you've got a limited time, okay? So what I mean by strapped for time is if you're always struggling to fit training into your schedule, into your routine, into your lifestyle, um, you may have to have a bit of a conversation with yourself and say, hey, is this a one-off or is this kind of a recurring theme now? Is this something that's actually just cropping up every single week that I need to actually start addressing, all right? But I wanna address this first and foremost. If you have only a limited amount of time and you still wanna train, you still have that motivation and that willingness and that want to train and get after it, first and foremost, props to you. Well done for still wanting to get after it and find a way, figuring out a strategy and a solution to get it done. And the good news is it can be done as well. Even if it's, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Some people think, you know, oh, I've only got 10 to 15 minutes, I can't do anything. Normally I train for an hour. I can't do what I would normally do, so I'm just gonna bin it. I'll just throw it in the trash. That's that day, done and dusted. I couldn't do what I normally do, so basically end of discussion, you're done. Um, that's kind of, I, I, I liken that scenario to having a flat tire. All right, you're driving and you've got a flat tire, just one flat tire. So you've got a couple options. You could either fix the one tire and keep going on your merry way, or you can get out and slash the other three tires. You discarding that 10 to 15 minute window is like slashing the other three tires, okay? You have a solution, you know, just make the best out of that 10 to 15 minutes and get a little bit closer to your goals, or you slash the other three tires, you say it's a complete and utter waste of time and you don't get anywhere. Okay, that's really what you have to weigh up. Are you prepared to do a little bit and 
make the best out of the situation you're in, or are you just gonna say, nah, hold up the white flag, it's completely useless, I can't do what I normally do, why even try, okay? So I hope you would kind of, if you're a regular listener to this show, I hope you're starting to become a problem solver. This is the situation, these are my options, what's the best possible solution under the current circumstances, all right? But like I said, if you're always strapped for time every single week, if you're like, okay, I've got limited time here, I can't do anything on Wednesday, Friday, I've got a meeting, and then it's the weekend, which I'm not going to touch, you do have to ask yourself a hard question. Is it that you actually don't have enough time? Are you using your time poorly? Or are your priorities out of whack? And maybe it's a combination. Maybe you do actually have limited time. Maybe you're just not using it effectively. And perhaps to top it all off, you have things which are higher priorities than your training and your fitness right now. So you have to ask yourself those questions and ultimately find a solution and an answer to them, all right? Because more often than not, you might actually be faced with the stark reality. Hey, um, I suck at time management. Maybe it's I do have an hour or I've got you know, several 15 minute windows available to me and I'm just not doing anything with them. I'm just mindlessly scrolling on the social media that, you know, time suck that is the mobile phone. And maybe it's, hey, I'm just not prioritizing my training. Maybe I've got things which are more important to me. Only you know the answer to these questions and I'm asking you uh, to look within yourself and ask yourself those questions. Do you actually not have enough time or any time to train, yes or no? Are you using your time to the best of your ability? Yes or no, can you use it better? More often than not, yeah, you probably can. And where are your priorities? What are you currently doing? Look at your calendar. Check your daily actions and your routines. What are you making time for? And what are you not making time for? Because that will demonstrate very clearly what is most important to you. What are your highest priorities? because the things you get done on a regular basis, they are unequivocally your highest priorities. And I can say that with full confidence because it's what you're actually getting done, it's what you are achieving. And if you're not achieving your training, if you're always putting it on the back burner or putting it to the side for other things, it's not a priority for you. I'm sorry, but that's what your life is demonstrating. All right? But. With all of that said, with all of the discipline and you know me shouting down your throat to identify what's important to you, there's actually a solution to this problem, and it's quite a common problem. Maybe you do only have a couple minutes. Maybe you've only got half an hour. There's actually a lot of things that you can get done within these timeframes, all right? So my goal through this podcast, through this episode, is to help you figure out what do you do? You've got 10 to 15 minutes, you've got maybe 30 minutes, or maybe if you're lucky, you've got 45 minutes, not the regular hour that maybe you're accustomed to or you would love, but hey, let's see what we can get done here. I'm here to help you kind of put a plan in place to overcome these little hurdles if and when they pop up in your own life, all right? So firstly, let's go through some quick questions. Number one, how much time do you have Not how much time do you want to have, but how much time do you actually have available? Is it 10 10 to 15 minutes? Is it 20 to 30 minutes? Is it 30 to 45? Okay. And just write, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, I've got 15 minutes. All right, 15 minutes maximum. Can't do any more than that. Sweet, let's work with 15 minutes. 
Second question, what equipment, if any, do you have? Do you have bare bones? Absolutely nothing. Maybe you're training in your house, maybe it's in your office, whatever. Maybe it's in your garage. Maybe you actually do go and train at a commercial gym, whatever. That's cool. What's What equipment, if any, do you have at your disposal? And how much space do you have? Is it your living room, okay? Is it your backyard? Is it an oval that's down the road from you, okay? Is it that commercial gym? Or do you have a space or a room dedicated at your house that you've converted into a makeshift home gym? Cool, let's identify what space and what equipment you've got. Third, what is your goal? If the goal is, hey, I've got a limited amount of time, I just wanna get something done, that's fine. That's actually great. You've acknowledged, all right, it's not gonna be my normal type of training session. That's cool. I just wanna get something done. I wanna get the blood flowing. I wanna get moving. I wanna maintain my strength and I wanna get my heart rate up. Terrific. We can work with that. And what is it that you wanna accomplish? If you have no equipment, I'm not going to prescribe you to do a bench press. <laughs> we must work with the conditions that we have. So if you've got no equipment, You've got no equipment, we've got to work with that. If you do have some equipment, terrific, cool. Maybe it means, all right, you've got a pair of 10 and 15 kilo dumbbells. Let's let's see, what is the best possible outcome we can do with 10 to 15 kilo dumbbells? All right, we can still build some strength. We can do some, you know, heavy, you know, moderate to heavy work, sweet. It's maybe not a max rep lift. We're not gonna load a barbell because we don't have it. But what is the most we can do with the equipment we have? And fourth question, do you have any current injuries or any movement restrictions? All right, maybe you've got a cranky lower back. Maybe you've got a dicky knee. Maybe, you know, your shoulder's been grumbly a little bit. You know, when you do stuff overhead, it doesn't like it. Okay, maybe it means overhead work is off the table. Whatever your current situation is, let's work with that, yeah? Once we know all of this information, we can start looking at your options. So if you have 10 minutes, you've got no equipment, you're gonna train in your living room, and the goal is maintenance and you've got no injuries. Sweet. Those are the parameters that we are going to construct a, air quote, program for. And I use the air quotes because it's not a long-term program. It's a training session to get you through that time constraint. 10 minutes, no equipment, you've got a living room worth of space, you just wanna maintain what you've got without you know falling too far off and you've got no injuries. So, you know, you've got a full menu of exercises to pick from. Cool. That type of training session is going to look very different to somebody who has, say, 30 to 45 minutes, who typically trains three times a week. They've got a garage, they've got dumbbells, they've got kettlebells, they've got bands, and they've got a chin-up bar, all at their disposal. That's a pretty good little setup there. You've got some decent space, you've got some nice equipment there, a variety of, you know, gear that you can train with. But that's what you've got to look at. What is your current scenario? And you don't have to analyze this beyond what I've just gone through, you know? How much time do you have? What equipment do you have? What's your goal? Do you have any injuries? Bang. Identify that, and then we plan. Now, I'm going to outline three scenarios. So you can refer back to this podcast as you need to, all right? But I'm gonna outline three main situations that you can identify which one you fall under and you can make a plan based upon those recommendations. So the three categories, we're gonna go super short, so a 10 to 15 minute time period, a medium time period, 20 to 30 minutes, and then you know 
enough or a decent time frame, which is 30 to 45 minutes, all right? This is what I would kind of put together if I was in this situation. I've got 10 to 15 minutes. It's gonna be a minimalist session uh, slash body weight, so minim minimalist gear. You don't have a lot of equipment. Let's say you've got maybe uh, a skipping rope, that's it. It's gonna look like this. I would encourage you, you've got 10 to 15 minutes, all right? Low volume, so keep the reps to a, you know, 10 and under, pick bang for your buck exercises, big movement patterns, okay? So we're not gonna waste time doing bicep curls. I'm gonna get you to get a 10 of, you know, baked beans out of the cupboard and do some tricep kickbacks. That's gonna waste your time. And it's gonna be kind of put in a circuit training type fashion. Multiple exercises, bang, 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 one after the other, okay? Understand that doing a program or a session like this is going to have a certain outcome. If it's 10 to 15 minutes, I'm not going to prescribe that you do max reps of push-ups followed by a five-minute rest period. It's going to be, all right, what can we do in 10 to 15 minutes to get the biggest return on your training investment? I want multiple muscle groups to be working together. Okay, I've got body weight, so I can't use dumbbells, I can't use this, that's okay. The exercises that I would pick and use, you don't have to use them all, but these are the ones that I would kind of rotate through. Skipping, squats, push-ups, chin-ups, plank variations, and lunges. Big movements, okay? You can also incorporate body weight get-ups, things like that where you get up and down off the ground. No equipment is required. Lay on your back, figure out a way to stand up, and then figure out a way to get back down laying supine on your back. That's a terrific way to get your heart rate up, work your entire body, increase your cardiovascular capacity, and work your midsection as well. Skipping, if you know how to skip properly, skipping is one of the easiest ways to get your heart rate up very, very quickly. It's not like going on the elliptical or treadmill where you have to do it for maybe five, 10 minutes to get warm and build up to a decent level. You can actually get your heart rate up pretty quickly. Okay, if you know how to do high knee skipping, it's like sprinting, it's like running on the spot. You do, you know, maybe it's one minute. Let's say you pick five exercises and you do three rounds. Okay, five times three, that's 15 minutes, bang. One minute of skipping, okay? Could look like a minute of squats or step-ups. Then you do a minute of push-ups and then you do a minute of chin-ups. So, and then it could be a plank and then it could be a lunge. One, two, three, four, that's five, five exercises there. Let's remove the lunges and we'll stick with the plank because we've already got a squat pattern. But there's your five exercises. You do as many good reps as you can in that time frame. So let's say you're doing push-ups and you struggle at rep eight. Shake the arms off, the time's still going. You got your little stopwatch, it'll ding when the minute's up. So you do eight, shake the arms out. Okay, I'm gonna do one or two more. Rest. As soon as it goes ding, you move on to the next exercise, which is chin-ups, and so forth. Three rounds, five exercises, there's 15 minutes. Pretty good session. And what you're gonna get is the heart rate will be elevated pretty much after the first round. And it's gonna stay elevated because there's no rest period. I haven't put a rest period in there. You can put a rest period in there if you choose, but it really depends on your current level of conditioning and also your strength, so how you recover from bouts of work. I hope that makes sense. So you've got 10 to 15 minutes, you don't have any equipment. We want low volume or low duration. So a minute, it's not super long, and we want big movements, okay? The second scenario would be a medium time frame. So you've got 20 to 30 minutes and you've got some gear. 
I would encourage you, so it could be dumbbells, kettlebells, maybe you've got a flat bench, cool. I would encourage you to do some quick or explosive lifts, then do a strength builder type exercise, and then you could work on some weak points or assistance exercises, things that help the main exercise that you did. Let's say, for example, you got 20 to 30 minutes. Most people hear that as well, just before I dive into the actual specifics of what a session like that looks like. In 20 to 30 minutes, if you know what you're doing, if you know which exercises to pick, uh, to pick, and you have great technique, you can accomplish a fuck ton of work in 30 minutes. I've got a buddy who I speak to on a regular basis, and this is somebody who has paid for coaching, still does, and he's also a coach himself. He knows what to do with a kettlebell, and he sends me some of the stuff that he does. I'm like, bang, in and out, done, finished. He does, you know, snatches, does cleans, presses, swings, Turkish get-ups, things like that. In half an hour, he gets a lot of work done, okay? So it could look like the following. Let's say uh, you know how to do kettlebell swings. All right, you pick a weight that you can do 10 reps with comfortably. I'm gonna give you 10 sets of 10. Every minute on the minute for 10 minutes, you do 10 swings. So you hit your timer, three, two, one, swing. You do 10 swings. After you've done 10 swings, you park the kettlebell and you rest. When it hits one minute on the dot, you do another 10 swings. Park the kettlebell, rest. When it hits two minutes on the dot, 10 swings and so forth. So every single minute you do 10 swings. If you use the hard style principles, which I teach in my course, again, it is on my website if you'd like to learn more. If you use the hard style principles of the kettlebell swing, you will notice that it's actually quite demanding. You are not trying to conserve energy. You are trying to develop the most amount of power. You've got 10 swings, do the best 10 swings you possibly can, and then park the bell and rest. Recuperate so you can do another 10 quality swings when that next minute comes around. So that's 10 minutes done. You've still got 20 minutes left. Cool. Strength builder, what can I do? Okay, I've got some gear, I've got some dumbbells. Uh, so I've done a hinge, I've worked my lower body. What about some presses? Maybe I've got my flat bench, I'm gonna do some dumbbell chest presses. So you lay on your back and you press the weights up towards the ceiling. You lay on your back on the bench, dumbbells come down, dumbbells get pressed back up. We're working the pecs, the shoulders, the triceps. Awesome, cool. We can pair that with a pull, a row. We can pair that with maybe, let's say a bent over row. Feet underneath your hips, dumbbells in your hands, you hinge to 45 degrees, and you row your elbows up towards the ceiling and squeeze your shoulder blades together. So you have a push and a pull. We've paired them together as a superset. The superset allows you to get more work done in less time. So from your 20 to 30 minute time frame, it's very effective. So I've done a hinge, I've done a push and a pull. Okay, uh, what's missing? A squat. Cool, let's look at a squat pattern. I'm going to do a dumbbell goblet squat, and let's do a weak point. What do I suck at? Uh, I don't really do too much core work. Maybe it's a side plank. Okay, and we're gonna go 30 seconds each side. So you could be doing, let's say it's a, uh, I'm gonna make this harder for you. I'm gonna work your cardio uh, respiratory system a bit harder and a bit more of endurance. So I'm gonna say you're gonna do 15 to 20 squats. 15 to 20 squats. By the end of that, you'll be huffing and puffing, your legs will be burning, and I'm gonna see how well you can stabilize under fatigue. 15 to 20 squats, put the kettle, uh, put the dumbbell down, straight into a side plank. 
30 seconds per side, then rest. And if you have time at the end, you wanna do a bit of conditioning, the options are pretty much endless, okay? You could do burpees, you could do squat jumps, you could do thrusters, but that one there, you could just do three to five minutes of really high intensity work, okay? It might look like maximum push-ups, okay? It might be dumbbell clean and press. It may be push press, two dumbbells on the shoulders, slight bend at the knees and drive those weights up overhead, okay? So you've got a quick and explosive lift, something to work the fast twitch muscle fibers to get your heart rate up as well, something to develop your strength, something to work on your cardio and your weak points, and a bit of conditioning is at the end there as well. That's a pretty well-rounded program there for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, bang, Bob's your uncle. And the last one is a longer term, uh, longer time frame, uh, and we would call this enough. So this is one if you are struggling for time, you don't have 60 minutes, three days per week. But let's say you do have 30 to 45 minutes a couple times per week, sweet. And you've got free weights, you've got bands, and you have a rack, awesome. I'm gonna have fun putting something together for you. We would work on maximal strength, so something to develop your high levels of strength, working towards, you know, you know, five reps and under. Something where you can lift really heavy and have a good rest period as well. Technical lifts and also higher volume. So things that are maybe a little bit more demanding from a technique standpoint. Maybe we're doing, uh, I'll break it down from start to finish. This one, maybe it is the bench press that I mentioned earlier. Okay, you've got a bench, you've got a squat rack, you can set up the bar in the J-hooks, unrack the bar, you could do three sets of five or five sets of five on the bench press. Cool, you can build heaps of strength like that. Or maybe it is a deadlift. You've got free weights, you've got a bar, you've got plates, maybe you do you know, four sets of three on the barbell deadlift. Terrific, all right? Technical lifts. This is where you can start to work um, this is more for the intermediate and advanced lifters, things that challenge you in multiple ways. So what I mean by that is, if you do a barbell Romanian deadlift, you've got a bar in your hands, overhand grip, you push your hips back and you drive your hips forward. I can attach a band to that barbell and engage your lats to a much higher degree, okay? You've already got a rack, so I can attach the band around the rack, so it's not gonna pull you over. It's a nice stable uh, base and the band wants to pull the bar away from your body. Your goal is to pull the bar back in towards you, which engages the lats. So it is a more technical lift. It is more demanding and it takes a little bit of setup time as well, but you've got that time with the 30 to 45 minutes. Sweet. And we can also do higher volume. So maybe exercises 2A, 2B, 3A, 3B, 3C, we could even add a tricep because you've got more time available. Maybe you do a bit of direct arm training. So you've done your bench press, you've done your band resisted RDL. So we've done a push, we've done a hinge. Uh, let's do a squat. I am going to pair your barbell Romanian deadlift with a, uh, let's see. I'm gonna give you a lunge, a half rack lunge. Kettlebell is in your left arm or in your left hand and you've racked it on the chest. So you've got a kettlebell in your left arm, in your left hand. You're gonna lunge forward with your right leg and push back. So it's a forward lunge. Right leg goes forwards and push back. You do a couple sets of that. All right? 
We also need a pull. And I'm gonna give you a renegade row. Two dumbbells on the floor. You put your hands, you grip the dumbbells, and you apply yourself into a plank position. So hands are gripping the dumbbells. Your arms are straight, and you're in a tall plank position. And the reason I've chosen this exercise is because you've got more time. I can give you a unilateral exercise. I'm gonna work all of one side of your body and then all of the other side of your body. All right, work the left, then work the right. And the reason I would stick that on perhaps a session where you have more time is because you've got two legs, it's gonna take twice as long. Or two arms, if it's an upper versus a lower body. If you're doing bilateral movements, squats, both legs are working simultaneously. I don't have to spend 30 seconds doing one leg, 30 seconds doing the other. They're both working at the same time. Hope that makes sense. And these decisions are factored in and need to be factored in when devising a training program. And that's why I say that the art of coaching, it's, it's part art, part science. Putting a training to program together isn't just about, you know, having a list of exercises and going, yep, that looks good, that looks good. Oh, I'm good at that one. I don't like that one, so I'm not gonna do that. And just putting them on a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper. There's actually a lot of thought that has to go into it to make it the most effective program possible. All right? And at the end, you might decide, I wanna do a bit of arm work. I want bigger arms, I want more defined arms. Cool. Let's do a uh, pull. I'm gonna give you a pendlay row, all right? Pendlay row with the bar, followed by bicep curls, followed by a dumbbell lat raise. Your arms are gonna be pumped up after that, I can tell you now. <laughs> so that right there, that's what you can do in 30 to 45 minutes. You know, you've got your uh, you've got your rack, so you hit your bench press, all right? You do your band-resisted RDL, working the lats and the hinge pattern. Um, what did we pair that with? A half rack lunge, yep, so there's our squat pattern. And we do a pen there row for our row. Sweet. Push, pull, hinge, squat. Tick, 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 tick. And then we do a bit of arm show, a bit of gun show at the end. Terrific. All right. So there's always a solution. Always. Okay. I have a book as well, which was gifted to me. Uh, it's called Never Gymless. Uh, it's written by Ross Enemy. He's a boxing coach. And Ross does a really good job of uh, giving solutions for people who basically have excuses. Never gymless, an excuse-free system for total fitness. So if you're one of these people who never has enough time, never has enough equipment, that might be something for you to look into, all right? Um, I'm gonna try and wrap this up, but just remember a couple of things. The more time you have, in my opinion, the better. It means you can be a bit more methodical with your training. You don't have to rush from one thing to the other. If you've got four or five exercises, you can do them with exquisite technique. You don't have to rush and just try and get your reps done. If you're doing that 10 sets of 10 swings, do your 10, rest and recuperate, Re relax. Enjoy the rest period, because when that next set comes around, bang, you're on. 10 reps, should feel crisp, should, be uh, should feel powerful, and so on. But when you're always strapped for time, it's always go, go, go. And that's where I mentioned in, uh, I think it was the last episode, but I was talking about uh, HIT training. HIT is very coveted, people love it because they get this feeling of, it's really hard, I'm sweaty, I'm tired, I'm sore. But it doesn't actually mean that you're progressing. So with that plan that I just outlined for the 10 to 15 minutes, it's not the be all end all, 
and it's not a forever program either. It's, this is what I can do under the current situation and circumstances. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. All right? And again, the more equipment you have, the better. And the more space you have, the better. It opens up the options available to you. If you have five minutes, no equipment, and one meter squared of space, that's all you've got, my friend. <laughs> you know, your options are super limited. But if you have more time, more equipment, and more space, cool. The options have opened up. You have a lot more at your disposal, all right? But like anything, when you have more options, you often can get into this trap where perhaps you make no choice at all because you have too many options. You know, if you've got a, if you've got two options, A or B, it's pretty simple. You pick A or you pick B. But if you've got a buffet in front of you, if you've got, you know, 26 letters, if you've got every letter of the alphabet, A to Z, it suddenly becomes a lot harder to make a choice. I've got 26 options here now. What do I do? What if I make the wrong call? What if I pick the wrong thing? You see what I mean? Sometimes it means you can actually dilute the quality. Sometimes less is more. If I give you three options, you've got three. So it really depends on what type of personality you are and how good at making decisions you are. For somebody who has a very stressful job and is very creative or requires a lot of mental bandwidth, I don't want to give you too many options. I want to say, hey, you're doing X, Y, and Z. Sweet. It gets rid of decision fatigue. I've made decisions all day long. I don't want to have to make more fucking decisions. I just want something put in front of me and said, yep, cool, do A, B, and C, away you go. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And my advice and where I'm kind of leaning these days is towards the kettlebell for a lot of people who are strapped for time and space because it, it requires very little of both. And I actually just caught up with a buddy of mine this morning and we had a bit of a joke about this. He's into uh, MMA, he does jujitsu. And we're talking about the old uh, the old ad, if you've got a door, you've got a gym. <laughs> and if you ever watch that, that ad, you know how corny it is. And I sprouted that one off and then I joked back to him, I said, what if you don't have a, what if you don't have a door? Then you're kind of fucked, aren't you? If you've got a door, you've got a gym. I don't have a door, so, well, I've got no gym. But if you've got a kettlebell, you've got a gym. And you can take that fucking thing wherever you are. Okay? Um, and that's, it's both a joke, but I'm also serious at the same time. You can replace a whole gym setup with a handful of kettlebells. Again, if you know how to use it. It's like tradies. Tradies have a, a specific tool for a specific job. If you know how to use these tools, terrific. If you don't, you know, somebody who just walks off the side of the street, walks into a tradies, you know, garage, or goes into their their ute or their trailer and sees all the tools they've got there, they're just looking at them like, fucking hell, what are all these things? What does that do? Pick something up. This is weird. I've never seen one of these before in my life. How do you use that? All right, but if you know how to use these tools, they can accomplish a lot. You do so much with a handful of kettlebells. And Dan John, who is a very well-known coach in the strength community, he uh, made a quote. This is a really old quote. He says, with this kettlebell in my bedroom, I can prepare myself for the nationals. So this is a guy who said, you know, he's going to prepare for nationals in his sport just with a kettlebell in his bedroom. You know, 
couple meters by a couple meters, a couple kettlebells, he's, he's good to go, he's happy. He's like, no worries, I can prepare for nationals. This is, a, this is an elite you know, level guy here. If it can work for him, it can certainly work for you as well. But think about it like this, very simply. If you've got a kettlebell, all right, press, you can do a kettlebell press, you can do a get up, you can do a row. For your lower body, you can do a swing, you can do a clean, you can squat it, you can snatch it. There are so many different exercises, and especially with the way that I teach and the way that I coach my students, it's not about doing a heap of exercises. It's about doing a handful of them and doing them really well, becoming a master of them. Not just dabbling in 10 different exercises, but trimming the fat and getting rid of all the shit and all the unnecessary movements. So you do a few things and you do them better. And you get more out of every single rep and every single set that you do. Doing this will allow you to build high levels of strength and conditioning all with the same tool. This is why some people walk into a commercial gym who perhaps aren't familiar or aren't comfortable in that setting and they look around and it's just fucking overwhelming. I can see it on their face. They're like, holy shit. There's just equipment as far as the eye can see. So much space, so many machines, so many free weights, so many colors, so many different shapes, things they've never even used or seen before. And they're just like, yeah, I'm out. Just too many options, too much indecision. If you've got a kettlebell, if you know what to do, you know, if you've got a rubber tile, one meter by one meter, you can swing on it, you can squat on it, you can get up on it, you can press it, you can roll it, you can snatch it. I've eliminated all of your options. You've either got body weight or a kettlebell, A or B. All right? And this is something that I've had to work with uh, in my profession for a long time is when I buy fitness equipment, I also I look at the utility of it. So I typically don't buy a, a piece of equipment that only does one thing. I like it to have multiple purposes. Why buy 10 different pieces of equipment when buying one can cover all of your bases? I'm not going to buy a chest press machine. I'm not going to buy a lat pull down machine that does one exercise. I wanna pick something that does multiple movements. I can do heaps of different exercises on it. It's gonna be more useful and more effective. I'm gonna get more out of it, more bang for my buck. Both physically in terms of dollars spent, but also uh, metaphorically in terms of more uh, for my training buck, more results out of the time and the reps I put into it. All right? I'm gonna leave you with this. I was uh, recently reminded this by one of my students um, just last week. The KISS principle, the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. All right, set the plan and execute the plan. Don't get caught in the weeds looking at all of the minutia and the small details that don't really matter. Oh, it'd be really nice if I had this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment. Oh, I wish I had more space. I wish I had a, you know, a soft mat to lean on, grab a towel. I wish I had, you know, I wish I could train on a Wednesday and not a Thursday. Well, you can't. You just do the best you can under your current situation under your current conditions, okay? Control your controllables. Do the best with what you can right now. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? A good plan, violently executed now, is better than a perfect plan executed next week. From George Patton.
That's a quote from General George Patton, okay? Anything is better than nothing. So if you've got an option, okay, I can either do something or I can do nothing. I do something. Something is better. Something will get you closer to your goal, okay? Very, very rarely, if ever, does nothing get you closer to the goal than doing something, all right? So even if it's you get 1% better, awesome. You did five minutes, you did 10 minutes, terrific. You did the best you could under that situation. Well done. You moved the needle forward at least a bit. And you can give yourself a big pat on the back and say, hey, it wasn't what I'd hoped. It's not you know, what I would like. It's not ideal. It's not perfect by any means, but I did something. Well done. And I applaud you for that, truly, because, you know, saying that and doing that takes guts. All right, it's not what I would like, but it's still something. It is still something. So now I want you to go and do something productive with your limited time, whether it's 10 to 15 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, or maybe you've got that 30 to 45 minutes and you've got a bit more time up your sleeve. All right? Don't ever think, I can't do anything, because you can. So guys, that is how you can train effectively when you are strapped for time. I hope it helps, I hope it makes sense. I hope it gives you a very simple framework to follow. All right? Don't be the person who makes excuses. I didn't have enough time, I didn't have enough equipment. I didn't know what to do. If you don't know these questions, ask a professional. People like I do this for for a living and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm fucking good at it. And I say that with humility because I've been doing it for 12 years now. It's not I haven't just done this after, you know, a 12-week course. I've been doing it for over a decade. And in fact, I love programming. It's one of the things that I enjoy most about what I do as a strength coach is putting training programs together because I see things that other people don't. I know the exercises which should go together and complement each other very well. And I know things that shouldn't be in a program as well. So sometimes more is better, but also sometimes addition by subtraction. I might see something that you wouldn't even thought about. Hey, I'm giving you less, but I want you to focus on this because you're gonna get more out of it. Sometimes that actually works and it works really fucking well. Okay, so no matter if you've got five minutes, 10 minutes, or 45 minutes, do something. Move the needle forward so you can build more fitness, build more strength, and become a stronger individual. Okay, guys? You've got limited time. Make the most of it every single time. If you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.